Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Draymond pushing tempo. Hustles the ball front court. Hand off Curry. Splits traffic behind the back. One hand floater. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, just another ho hum night for Stephen Curry. 33 points, five boards, four assists, plus 19. Warriors go on to win tonight over the Utah Jazz, 129 to 118 here inside Chase Center. John Dickinson with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. 888-957-9570. So the Warriors now 20 games into the season, and they have a 10-10 and record. 7-3 and in the last 10 after 3-7 and to begin the season through the first 10. The Warriors 9-1 and inside Chase Center, 1-9 and on the road, and at least for the time being, it feels as if the Warriors have stabilized their early season struggles to get to a point where they are now 10 and 10 uh, at essentially the quarter pole 20 games is a little under right at the 25 percent mark for an 82 game season and the Warriors finding themselves now one of 11 teams in the Western Conference that's right 11 teams in the Western Conference at the close of business tonight here on November the 25th that are 500 or above the Warriors currently 11th still at 10 and 10 in the Western Conference but only three games back at the Suns the Suns at 12 and 6 and so the Warriors uh, just three back from the top spot even though they are sitting right here at at 10 and 10 so a lot to discuss let's get into it here at 888-957-9570 as the Warriors able to jump out to a 37-23 lead in this game, up 14 after one. The Jazz able to come back and and cut half of that lead away, essentially, in the second quarter. And then back and forth, we went into the third quarter. Uh, A lot of offense going both ways. Kelly Olenek really trying to bring the, the Jazz back in that third quarter. And the Warriors... Uh, trying to withstand the run as uh, the Jazz won lead tonight for Utah. It was 71-70 Utah briefly in that third quarter. And then Andrew Wiggins had a six-point answer right in the middle of the third, had a four-point play, had another two, quick six, Warriors right back up five, and then Klay Thompson got hot. 
uh, getting out in transition. Clay Thompson knocking down four threes and really giving the Warriors some separation that they would take to the fourth quarter with an 11-point lead. It ends up 32-32 in the fourth quarter, and the Warriors win it by 11 at 129 to, to 118. So 888-957-9570, all five starters for the Dubs tonight in double figures. It was a night where Steph got his 33. Andrew Wiggins got his 20 to go with Clay Thompson's 20, although both Wiggins and Thompson shooting it under 50% for the game, right at 50%, though, from three-point range. And Clay Thompson's six three-pointers in this one, uh, really huge, especially that stretch where he knocked down four in a row in the second half, allowed the separation. Jordan Poole joined the party with a real nice second-half game himself, going for 19, and in a game where offense really was the story of the night, uh, the Warriors able to have five and double figures and, and really needed to have five and double figures because the Jazz, once they got rolling after being ice cold from three in the first quarter and the first half, they got it going in the second half, and the Warriors really needed a lot of offense to be able to hold off uh, this new-look Utah Jazz team tonight and and earn the victory so all told Warriors coming around over the course of the last really three weeks and and the question now as we look at that late third quarter stretch with Clay Thompson taking it over Jordan Poole hitting a couple of big shots to start the fourth Draymond Green continuing to be a force on offense on defense with that second unit in terms of uh, stabilizing things for them and the question becomes can the Warriors now take it out on the road against a couple of teams that were playoff teams a year ago in Minnesota and Dallas at a couple of places where the Warriors have, have struggled at times to get wins in recent memory in those two buildings. So uh, all good, at least for now. The Warriors have figured some things out. But again, does it translate to the road for the Warriors? And I think I mentioned this a couple of different times throughout the course of the week, and I'll, I'll just say it again here. To begin this show, I think the Western Conference right now, when you look at the fact that, that the Warriors are sitting where they are with all of the struggles that they've had, and yes, while currently not a play-in team even are the Warriors, but but you just look around and Denver was able to finish off the Clippers tonight to improve to 12-7, and seven, so they're a half game out of the top spot. But you look at all of the teams that had opportunities to really build a cushion on the Warriors while the Warriors were down with the exception of, of really Steph Curry and Jordan Poole trying to figure it out and Clay Thompson going through some big-time struggles up until last Friday with the team meeting and everything went along with that. I think the Warriors have got to be, at this point, just looking their chops at the fact that they're right there. I mean, you look at you know, a half game back at Dallas and a half game back of Minnesota and the Clippers have had injury issues of their own, but the Warriors are a game back of them. Sacramento, I mean, they're having a freaking parade in Sacramento for being 10 and 8. And and rightfully so, I guess, when you look at the fact that they haven't had anything close to a 500 team in the last 16, 17 years, but the Warriors are one game back of them. And, and they're sitting as a team that, that would give anything to be a playoff team. The new-look Jazz and Blazers got off to these terrific starts to begin the season themselves, and they've both fallen a little bit back to the pack. Now Jazz have dropped their third consecutive game after the 12-6 the and six start and have dipped below now 500 on the road. So the Warriors are right there a game and a half behind those teams. Memphis, 
the the team with the warrior like uh, they have a warrior obsession about them, given the way things played out for them a year ago, and they're looking up now. And, and looking back at the Warriors right on their heels, only a game and a half difference. The Pelicans right in that mix. And, and even teams like Denver and Phoenix, who would lay claim in all likelihood when it's all said and done to top four seeds in the West, the Warriors are right there, even with them, at two and a half back and, and three back, all the way from 11th to first. So with the Warriors finally starting to get things rolling and injuries can all, always change this thing, I, I just think you really have to like where the Warriors are at right now as far as setting themselves up in a Western Conference where, frankly, it, it may not take it, it may not take as many wins, more the right combination of wins to get a top-four seed. Like, the scenario right now I could see is 48 wins, 47, 48 wins. That might be good enough to get a four or a five seed when you look at, at how jumbled up it is. I still think a couple of teams will separate between now and the end of the season, but who's to say that the Warriors at this point can't be necessarily one of those teams that, that looks to, to gain a little bit of, of separation. They could have been in a bad way as it related to maybe being a top four seed in the Western Conference, and they're not. And I think that's where just the way that everything has played out to this point has really been a, a stroke of good fortune, and now the Warriors are, are coming around uh, as they find themselves now 10-10. Uh, 10 and 10. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson inside Chase Center here. Warriors 129, Jazz 118, as the Dubs mentioned again, now 10-10 10 and 10 on the season at Minnesota Sunday, at Dallas on what will be Tuesday night and uh, one of the nationally televised games for TNT earlier game, 430 Pacific for that one between the Warriors and the Mavs in a rematch, of course, of the Western Conference Finals. So uh, you look at uh, tonight, a night where Steph Curry had it, Clay Thompson had it, Wiggins had it, Jordan Poole had it. Uh, this really the, the first time this season where all four had had big offensive games or, or games where they all four had approached the 20-point the mark uh, on the night. And the Warriors are just very comfortable playing against the, the Jazz. It was a case with a completely different team a year ago. They looked comfortable tonight, at least offensively, against a Jazz team that really struggles in transition defense. And I thought the Warriors kept pushing the pace, kept pushing the tempo, kept trying to get out in transition, even if the Jazz were making shots. And the Jazz do appear to be uh, an excellent offensive team that can really spread the floor, really shoot it, a lot of talented players, but not a lot of defense, not a lot of, of physicality necessarily, not, not a lot uh, on that front. And so it can be kind of a, a loose game and I think that really bodes well for, for the Warriors. The Jazz are the kind of team that the Warriors can outscore and beat and we've seen them get bit by that in, in some other games where they've tried to, to outscore uh, so, some other opponents but tonight it was a whole lot of offense, a whole lot of pace, it was a, a whole lot of, of Draymond Green again looking to get that, that second unit uh, on track. Nice night for Jermichael Green. Hell, even a nice night for Jonathan Kaminga, even though Kaminga wound up not scoring. The only Warrior player that didn't score, but he played a few more minutes than we've been used to seeing Jonathan Kaminga play, and he was a plus two. It was a better energy game from Jonathan Kaminga in terms of defense, in terms of, of rebounding, and he is the kind of player that, that, frankly, you look around the Jazz roster, and he should be able 
to be a forceful, positive net impact on a game like tonight just based on his athleticism and his defense. So I thought it was interesting that Kaminga played in both halves. And tonight was a night where, for all of the nights, Kaminga has not been a part of the second-half rotation. He was a part of the second-half rotation tonight, and Anthony Lamb was not a part of the second-half rotation uh, in this game tonight. Uh, Anthony Lamb did knock down a timely three. Warriors hit some timely threes, I thought, uh, in this game tonight. Wiggins a couple. Lamb had one in the first. Dante DiVincenzo, even with the shot clock running down, a a step back where the play had, had really broken down. Uh, and so the Warriors wind up uh, a night where they hit 20 of 45 from three-point range, uh, besting the Jazz uh, by nine three-pointers. So a 27-point advantage for the Warriors in this one as they get 101 shots off in the game, and uh, they wind up winning it 129 to 118. So 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text as it is Warriors wrap-up with John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he addressed uh, a lot of what we've been talking about here to begin the program tonight as he met with the media downstairs here in the Bill King press conference room. Steve, you have uh, like a gazillion championships, but in this moment, how does 10 and 10 feel? (laughs) It's all relative. Feels great, you know, to go from three and seven to seven and three in our next ten. That's uh, that's a good sign. We're trending upward and it, uh, starting to feel more settled. And guys are finding roles and uh, doing a good job. Now we got to take it on the road. Steve, along those lines of things feeling settled. I mean, six out of the last seven games, you guys have had more than thirty assists. Is that just a sign of, of ball movement and making the extra pass and pushing it and? Yeah, and I think a lot of it is Clay's uh, patience. You know, when Clay is 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 really patient and coming off screens and and moving it when he's not open, then you know the the dominoes start to fall and uh, the, the ball really starts to to hum. So, yeah, it's been been fun to watch. It was a really tight game, like late third, and then he hit four threes in the last like three minutes. How important was that little stretch from him? I thought that that stretch was the key to the game. And then I think, uh, you know, Jordan also coming alive in that second half, you know, knocking down those two jumpers to start the fourth quarter, giving us a cushion. Uh, that was a, that was a key stretch. So I loved Clay's game tonight. I think he was like one for five in the first half, uh, but never chased anything bad, just stayed patient and uh, hit those those big shots uh, after we had lost the lead. You've used the word patient with Clay a couple of times now, and how nice it is to, to see him start off slow like that and come into form and kind of let the game come to him and really get going in the second half, especially that third quarter. Yeah, that's really, uh, really key for us, you know, uh, when when he is uh, just playing under control and taking the shots when they're there and, and moving it on when they're not. It just kind of sets the table for us. So it's a great display uh, of uh, patience and uh, and then shot making when we when we really needed them in that uh, late third. As things start to settle down for this team, how much of Draymond Green's leadership has to do with it? Draymond has everything to do with our team's success. Um, this guy is just so good at the game, you know, the, the, the entire game. He he just gets it. Um, he sees it at both ends, um, the way he pushes the ball in transition, his screen setting. He's one of the best screeners in the league, sees the floor, and then defensively guards everybody, gets our, our, our guys organized. Draymond is an incredible 
basketball player, and he is he's had a fantastic first quarter of the season. Steve, going back to training camp, I remember guys, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steph, Clay, Jordan, and, and Andrew talking about nights when all four of them will be on it. And tonight they combined for 92 points. It looked as if their scoring was able to offset some of the turnovers and other things that happened. When you have all four of those guys actually contributing 20 points or more, what does it do for your offense? And what does it do to a defense? Those are always going to be our main scores, uh, just the way we play. Um, you know, Draymond and Loon are going to be setting a ton of screens and, and distributing the ball. And so we need uh, we need that scoring punch that comes from that group. So they seem to be at their best when everybody is under control and uh, staying patient. I thought Jordan's second half was just so much better than his first. You know, he looked in a rush first half and then second half. He just was totally under control, played a great half. and and. Uh, you know, his play late third and early fourth um, is a big key tonight. Uh, you just mentioned Jordan. That was sort of my question. But what do you think of the click for him there in the second half? I'm sorry. What, uh, what did you think clicked for Jordan in the second half? I think he just settled down. I think, uh, you know, he's um, he, he was sped up in the first half. Um, and I thought in the second half, he just uh, he maintained his confidence, but he just slowed down a little bit and and uh, let let the game happen. And um, his patience really paid off. It's Steve, last year you guys were 26 and one when you had 30 assists. This year you guys are seven and five. Do you still view 30 assists as like an important benchmark for you guys? And what do you chalk up that difference in record to this year? Uh, well, our defense, you know, last year was number two in the league, and this year we're getting better, but you know, we're still near the bottom of the league in uh, defensive efficiency. So ball movement's great, but it's a two-way game. And, um, you know, the reason we have won a few games here, you know, the last uh, last week, have we won three in a row? But I think the reason we're we're finding a better uh, rhythm as a team is we're we're playing better defense, and uh, and that's that's um, you know that's the key. It's always a, a two way performance that that makes a difference in the record. They still did score one eighteen tonight. I mean, are there areas you still need to clean up? I thought that the offense led to some difficult transition situations for us and then we fouled a little bit especially you know in that fourth quarter but um all in all again really pleased with the effort that's a hard team to guard uh they stretch you out they got all those vets who just are smart know how to play and can shoot so uh we did a did a good job tonight I asked you before the game about you splitting up some of the Draymond Steph minutes and you're doing that clearly and then it's working the one time you got kind of hit was when they both were out in the mm -hmm. second quarter there can you almost do a stagger with those two guys are you tempted to I mean, you play them together, but also make sure one of them is always on the court at, at all times. I guess it's possible, but we're, you know, we're, uh, we're comfortable playing without, you know, both of them for a few minutes. Um, you know, if this were the playoffs, maybe we would do that. But I think right now we're, we're settling into, to, um, a nice groove and our guys, uh, are all playing really well off the bench. I thought Jamichael and JK were great tonight. JK's defense was excellent. Jamichael's, uh, Finishing around the rim, the toughness, the grit fuels our team. So with those guys, Jordan, Dante playing well, we can we don't have to have uh, one of them on the floor all the time. Uh, and Kaminga, no shots, no points, but you gave him a couple extra stints tonight. Is it just the defense that you need to see at him? I mean, I'm, I'm imagine he can shoot. You're He's okay to shoot, but... You don't mind to see him the zero shot, zero points. I mean, it's 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 the total game that we're looking at, and um, his his defense was really key tonight, and that that should be you know the number one priority for him. He's 
so athletic and, and strong and versatile. Um, if he establishes his defense, the offense will come. You know, the, the, the transition buckets, the offensive rebounds, uh, the game will get easier. But, you know, he, he's he's so young that, um, you know, this is this is all part of his learning process. And I thought tonight was um, was a really good night for him. And you just got to keep doing what he's doing is his approach, his attitude. They've been great. I love coaching him. It's uh, he wants everything to happen now. And it's just not the way it works. You know, I uh, I asked Draymond and, and Steph uh, the other night after our game in New Orleans. I said, when did you f really feel comfortable that you, that you could affect winning in the NBA? And Steph said his fourth year. Raymond said his third year. We're talking about Hall of Famers. And these are guys who went to college for three, four years. So it's hard for young players to to keep hearing it's going to happen. You, you, you know, you need the experience, you need the reps, but there's no getting around it. There's always uh, an exception you know, a LeBron or someone who uh, comes around and is great immediately, but the vast majority of players in this league need reps, need time, especially if they're going to impact winning, is which is what we're asking JK to do and Wise and, and Moses. And that's a much bigger ask than most of their colleagues around the league who are drafted near them and who are playing a lot of minutes, but, you know, being allowed to make mistakes. So not easy on these guys, but they're all doing a great job. No, I think that's a great point from Steve Kerr there on the young players. And, and it's it's one that we all know, uh, but the reality is that's that's the situation. And, and that does have the potential to change the trajectory of these young players' careers, whether it means that it takes them a little bit longer because they can't play as much to develop on this team or whether that means at some point the Warriors can no longer afford to wait because the moment and the need to continue to try and win championships becomes more important. And if that means that that maybe those players are used at some point down the line as as trade capital, uh, then then I, I, that's something that, that may have to be on the table. But uh, the Xfinity Mobile text line, I think, says it perfectly with regard to Kaminga from the 510. Kerr loved that Kaminga didn't shoot. Uh, I mean, Kerr just gave about a, about a two-and-a-half-minute answer that, that detailed exactly why. So uh, that that's the text of the night uh, nominee there on the Xfinity mobile text line, but uh, it does go to show and Kaminga does have to learn. And I think tonight's a positive step. I think the last handful of games where he's played the limited minute role that's allowed Draymond to sub out and sub back in with the rest of that bench group at the beginning of the second and, and fourth quarters, I think Kaminga has, has slowly but surely started to get the fact that he doesn't have to shoot and score and, and handle and do those things to make a positive impact on the game. So he was able to do that tonight. And I think you got to give him his flowers for being willing to do that tonight. That's exactly what's going to get Jonathan Kaminga on the floor, not standing out uh, at the wing or, or on the baseline and, and, and hoisted up three pointers. So all in all, good night for Kaminga all in all good night top to bottom for the Warriors as they win this one, 129 to 118. We'll pause here. We'll come back, 888-957-9570. Still time to sneak in some phone calls. We'll also hear from Draymond Green, a lengthy postgame press conference with Draymond Green. It's all coming up right here. It is Warriors wrap-up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pool off the screen, off of one foot. The teardrop is up and in. It was going to bring down rain. That was five feet higher than the one step shot. My goodness. 37 to 20 now, the Warriors lead. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95 7, the game. Yeah, 37 20, Warriors in the first quarter. It would be 37 23 after one. Warriors would build a 19 point lead in the first half, and they would wind up. Losing that lead, the Jazz up by one in the third quarter, 71-70. But from that point on, the Warriors able to very quickly take back control of the game and go on to win tonight over the Jazz, 129-118. to So the Warriors now 10-10 and on the season, 9-1 and at Chase, 1-9 and on the road. The next two are away from Chase Center as the Dubs will take on the Timberwolves on Tuesday and the Dallas Mavericks uh, on or, or the Timberwolves Sunday, the Mavericks 
on Tuesday. Of course, you can hear both of those games on 95.7 The Game. Before we hear from Draymond Green post game, let's go ahead and get a quick check on the night of James Wiseman as uh, Wiseman playing again for the Santa Cruz Warriors against the, the G League Ignite team. And Santa Cruz won this game 108 to 100. And you look at, at James Wiseman in the ball game tonight, and James Wiseman finished in this one with 12 points on 6 of 13 shooting. He had eight boards, an assist, had a couple of block shots, and two turnovers, played 27 minutes and 52 seconds. So uh, another game down there. I know Steve Kerr was asked pregame about what the plan is going to be moving forward with Wiseman and, and Coach Kerr not divulging the plan uh, at this point, but uh, other than obviously Wiseman would play down in Santa Cruz. So uh, another night of development for Wiseman. Again, 12 points, eight boards, a couple of blocks, a couple of turnovers, an assist for the C-dubs as uh, Santa Cruz ends up uh, winning uh, tonight 108-100 to over the G League Ignite squad. So, yeah, one thing that's kind of coincided with this this Warriors turnaround has been really the night that, that Wiseman was taken out of the rotation for the Warriors and then ultimately uh, over the course of the last week sent down to get a little bit more developmental time in the G League. But you look at the Warriors over these last 10 games, and this stretch goes back to November the 7th, so almost three weeks ago coming up here on Monday when the Warriors beat the Kings – uh, in this building, and then we're able to beat Cleveland before going to Sacramento and losing. That game was a 50-50 game with about four minutes to go. It was tied, but the Warriors couldn't get enough stops, took some some quick shots, and lost to the Kings in, in the rematch there in the third time that those two teams had played in the first three weeks of the season. Then the Warriors quickly bounced back and beat San Antonio. The Phoenix game was the one that prompted the team meeting a week ago today leading up to the Warriors and the Knicks and, and Draymond Green reportedly telling Clay Thompson to to you know focus more on the team and, and less about himself and that seemingly has unlocked Clay and the Warriors since that team meeting now are uh, a four and one team and the one was the game where they gave everybody the night off uh, and and played all of the young players so you look at the Warriors now since the meeting where the elephants in the room were addressed they have wins against the Knicks and Rockets Clippers and Jazz able to get their first road victory of the season over that stretch and the lone defeat was the game where the Warriors uh, gave the game up to play the young players against the Pelicans and, and got blown out on Monday so all in all seven and three since the three and seven and yeah the the Kings were playing very well in the midst of a, a seven game winning streak when the Warriors got beat in Sacramento the Suns are the top team in the Western Conference and a handful on that night down in the Valley. And then the Pelicans, of course, are a team that's that's right up there but has not seen the best that the Warriors have had to offer in either of the first two head-to-head matchups between the Dubs and the Pelicans this season. And the Warriors now able to, to get back on track at 7-3 and three over these last 10 and 10-10 10 and 10 overall. All right, let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green as he met with the media again following this one, a really thoughtful uh, introspective commentary per usual about all things going on with the Warriors here uh, tonight. So uh, let's hear a little bit of Draymond. Draymond, what's the, uh, I mean, you're seven and three, last 10. 
do you feel that everything's stabilized or do you still some some things to work on or what, what what's the mindset right now i think we have a bunch of things to work on but we are stabilized um we're starting to play our brand of basketball on both ends of the floor starting to get guys into a groove that we need in the groove in order for us to win at a high level. So I think it's, uh, you know, we're starting to figure it out. Going back to training camp and even early in the season, guys were saying, the four guys, Steph, Clay, uh, Wiggs, and Jordan, were talking about how there's going to be nights when all four of them are doing stuff. For you, you know, you can feed four guys that are shooting. Tonight they had 92 points among them. What's it like when you have four guys like that all putting shots in? And what does it do to an opposing defense? It's huge. And it's it's great for us. I think, you know, for an opposing defense, when you have to, I mean, you, you have to pick your poison. And you got four guys scoring like that. You know, it's incredible now. With the style of defense they were playing, it was more just those guys creating, you know, which was huge. And there are times where, you know, you're you're getting them involved with the pass. And then, you know, they're incredible players and incredible scorers. So, there are times where they can just get it going. And, you know, our role is to just set good screens and, and hold those screens and kind of put them one-on-one with the big. And, you know, so tonight was one of those nights, and it was great for us. It was good to see uh, all of them get going at the same time. Everyone in the West is, like, basically just, like, crammed within two games of each other right now. Why do you think that's how it's gone early in the season where everyone's just basically near 500? I think there's a lot of parity, you know, in the West. I mean, I, I think it's gone like that because we've struggled, my opinion, but I don't I don't know. I just think there's a lot of parity. No one has really separated themselves yet. So you know, we'll just have to see uh, how, how it continues to play out. But I think, you know, over the course of this next month, you know, you'll start to see separation created, uh, in my opinion. You know, you're starting to see some teams go on the road and struggling a little bit more. So I think over the course of the next month or so, you'll start to see it kind of play itself out some the way we expect it. And, you know, you'll see some that may go the opposite way. Draymond, with this new rotation to get you, you know, with the, with the young guys in the second unit, you're playing less minutes with Steph. You, you've always played a lot of minutes with Steph. Sometimes it's altered. What's the different mindset for you when you're not playing with Steph? Are you, I mean, do you look like you're initiating more? Are you just trying to be more aggressive in those key minutes when he's on the bench? I, mean, I definitely have to be aggressive um, when he is on the bench, but also uh, it's you know, I, I understand that I was inserted into that role to initiate offense, uh, to make sure that we're just not coming up with empty possessions. And th- that's what I'm trying to do. You know, once you see, um, you, we see, you know, we had Jordan who got it working in that unit. You see that working, you go back to that and, and you kind of milk it. You know, then we start getting wigs on a couple of post stuff. And so I think it's just my role to figure out um, where we are, on the court, it's, it's hard sometimes for a coach to get play calls in, in within the flow of a game, you know. So I, I just kind of look at it like it is my role to initiate the offense and make sure that we're, you know, getting good possessions each time down. Following up on, on Anthony's question, and this can be league-wide or just to, for your guys' team, I mean, 20 games in the past has kind of been like the barometer of this is what, what teams might be looking like. Do you feel that that's not the case this year, that all around the league, 20 games isn't a f- big enough sample size? I think we've just seen so much movement. Half the teams in the league look totally different than they looked last year. We just played one of them. That looks completely different than they looked last year. So I think more teams are just figuring it out now. You look around, Portland's a totally different team. Utah's a totally different team. Uh, Sacramento's a totally different team. You know, you move over to the East. Atlanta's a totally different team. You know, Detroit keeps getting younger. They're a different team. And so I I think when you just, Indiana's a completely different team. You know, so when you look around the league, I think guys are really just figuring it out. And, you know, it takes time. 
And so I just think it's it's due to the movement that we've seen in our league. Draymond, the way you guys are passing the ball, I mean, it's six out of seven games with with 30 or more assists and 12 overall leads the NBA. And it it, it seems like things are just moving more more efficiently. And, and Steve says that starts with Clay being patient, searching for his shot. What's your sense on on how that all goes together and when you guys pile up assists like this and, and you know, get back? Well, I think it's, you know, uh, Clay's patience has been huge. Clay, his gravity on the floor is amazing. And so when he's just catching the ball and, oh, he drew two, or, you know, somebody messed up a switch and he moves it on, it's almost equivalent to a guy who handles the ball a lot and, and break the defense down once he moves it on with the pass. And then we're, you know, we're playing out of advantage. And, you know, we have guys who, once they get it out, can make plays. And so I think that's been huge. Uh, you know, with Clay just being patient with his shot. And and most importantly, it's, it's allowing him to get a rhythm. Then you start to see that because he's allowing that rhythm to come. And it's huge and, and it, it's really, really big for our team. You've heard this question before, but what do you guys have to do to take this success at home on the road? Oh, we just got to stay locked in and focus. I think we're starting to really come together now and figure out our roles on this team, our, our lineups. I don't make too much out of uh, the road record. Uh, we understand that, you know, it's early in the season and we're trying to figure it out, but if there's anyone that knows how to win road games, we know how to win road games. So, How much of it is defense? Because I'm going back to the years, you guys would use defense sometimes to take a home team out of the game early. Everything starts with our defense. Our offense starts with our defense. You know, you never... Uh, what our offense allows is us to get out and push it in transition, get guys easy looks, and then we're able to set our defense because we're getting easy looks. And so it, it works hand-to-hand, and, you know, it's it's important that we go out on the road with that defensive mentality and know that we got to come out getting stops, establish our defensive presence at the very beginning of the game, and then that'll allow our offense to take off. Dre, you're putting up career at a career pace offensively, like I think like 57% from the field. Do you feel like 2015 Draymond again, where you're attacking and hitting floaters and all that stuff? Do you feel like that? I feel feel like I'm in a really good groove. You know, I think I've been finishing the ball really well, and that's really helped me find a rhythm. I put a bunch of time in with Travis or last couple summers on my finishing. It's really allowing me to find my confidence offensively. And um, I know for me it's important to stay aggressive and keep the defense honest. And, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to do. You mentioned that um, there's some parity in, in the Western Conference because of how you guys have struggled. Do you think that you guys are finding a point where you can maybe pull away, or do you feel like there's a lot more to go there? Well, you know, we're starting to figure it out. I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say we're at a point where we, we can start pulling away, but I definitely think we're at a point where we're going to start winning more and more games uh, just because we're playing, we're starting to play our brand of basketball, and, you know, it's been proven that our brand of basketball wins. And so uh, as long as we continue uh, down that path, then I think, you know, we're going to set ourselves up pretty nicely, but it is good that, Although we did dig ourselves a hole, no one else really separated themselves. So it is good to know we're in a pretty good spot. You guys are four and one since that team meeting. Must have been one heck of a meeting, huh? We had good conversation, a good film session. You know, just sometimes good to recheck in and understand what a team needs to win. Uh, you know, you you go through these seasons and a lot of things get lost in, you know, within travel, family all the obligations that you have, a lot of things get lost in that. And so there's times throughout the season, and you know, I know that meeting will be looked at like, oh, they were struggling, and now all of a sudden they're playing well. But there's just times throughout the season where you have to check in. And when you check in, what are the things that you're doing well? What are the things that you're doing wrong? Um, 
who's doing well, who's not doing so well, where do they need to get better at, and relaying those things and helping understand. Because at the end of the day, what is most important on a team and being successful is everyone know their role and can play their role. And so it's it's just good to, at times to check in and make sure everybody understand what they need to bring to the table in order so we can be successful. Kaminga had no shots, no points, but he played a little bit more. He clearly earned some extra minutes. What do you see from Kaminga? He's allowing himself to have a positive impact and not worry so much about offense. And as a young guy in this league, everyone at home is going to tell you, hey, man, you need to score. You need to do this. You need to do that. And the reality is the scoring is not going to get him on the floor on this team. No, doing what he did tonight is going to get him on the floor. And with the ability that he has, then that will allow him to score. But to go in with a scorer's mentality on this team, it's tough because there are four guys that are going to get a bulk of the shots. And so it's just tough to have that mentality. And I think he's starting to figure that out. You know, just move the ball. If you find shots, you find shots. If not, make sure you're doing something that positively impact the game. And I think um, I can speak to that from experience. You just knowing that there are so many things on the court that needs to be done in order to make sure the team win and, someone has to do them. And when he's on the floor, he's more than capable of doing them. He did those tonight, and that's going to continue to earn him more and more playing time. Steve said a few minutes ago that asking you, you felt like in your third year, you started to impact winning. And for Steph, it was in his fourth year, he started to impact winning. I mean, do some of the young guys maybe forget that that just takes years and time and, and experience? Well, I don't think some of the young guys forget. I think we all forget. Um, you know, we all forget process that, it. you know, you, you see the not quite the final product because we're still working, but you see the final product of Steph Curry. You see the final product of Klay Thompson and myself and and Wiggins. Quite frankly, I don't think you see it of Jordan Poole yet. He's still young and figuring it out. And so, you know, everybody gets to that point and then you start to see the final product and you forget those early days. But we all went through it. And so I think it's just important for all of us to understand that it takes time and you can't skip the process that you have to go through in order to be good in this league. You know, one of the things I even spoke about with the young guys is just the tough spot that they're in. You know, Jonathan Kaminga is a seventh pick. Moses Moody's is a 14th pick. James Wiseman is a second pick. Those types of guys usually are on teams that suck and they can do whatever they need to do to improve. That's not their situation. They're expected to contribute at a championship level in year one last year, in year two this year, in year one and a quarter for James Wiseman. Like, you're expected to contribute at a championship level. The reality is if you go find the rest of the guys around their league, this league that are their age and you try to put them in that situation, all of the guys that we're, we're all like, oh, man, that guy's doing great and he's going to be this. The reason we feel like that is because they're on bad teams and they can grow through their mistakes. It's not quite the same for those guys. And so in the long run, it'll be better for them having played championship basketball and adjusting to everything they need to adjust to. But right now you have to grow through those with those growing pains. And it sucks because quite frankly, we haven't won as much. So then everything is your fault and it's all coming down on you. And that's where we can make sure that we continue to do our job to win games so that their growing pains is not so magnified like they have been because they're going to have them and it's just no way around it. All right. So a lot of Draymond Green there, just good thoughts on everything. He does think that the Warriors have been stabilized at this point. Uh, now with these last 10 games going 7-3 and three after the 3-7 the and seven start and coming off that 0-5 road trip. So they're, they're feeling good, I think, about where they're at. 
Uh, I think the the parity in the Western Conference, as I talked about near the top of the show, I think is really playing into the Warriors' hands. There are some teams that had opportunities to maybe, uh, I wouldn't say bury the Warriors, but really put some separation between themselves and the Warriors, but have been unable to do it. And now here the Warriors are starting to figure things out with their rotation, starting to figure things out as far as what the right combinations are after the usual tinkering that goes on, especially for the Warriors in the, in the early going of the season. But uh, yeah, they're, they're feeling much better about things and, and the way things are setting up for, for this team moving forward. The only question mark that that really remains now, and and Steve Kerr addressed it, and Draymond Green had talked about this as well, is just how do you get it to translate to the road? And I think that's where these next couple of games at Minnesota on Sunday afternoon and at Dallas on Tuesday afternoon and on into the evening, I mean, they, they are real good tests because these are both teams that were playoff teams from last year. They are the teams that, that currently just looking at the standings in the Western Conference are, are directly above the, the Warriors right now. Minnesota is 10th. Dallas is 9th, 9 and 8, 10 and 9 respectively, and have dropped their last two have the Mavs. The Timberwolves lost in Charlotte. The Warriors can relate to that. Lost in Charlotte today uh, in, a, in a close one. And so, uh, you know, this is th- the next step for this team is to start winning some road games at, at a much higher clip than they've been able to to this point in the season sitting right now at, at one and nine away from Chase Center. And look, there have been a lot of 50-50 games. We talked about the game in in Orlando and Charlotte and, and the game in Sacramento, Miami was tight down the stretch. They they probably couldn't uh, – would have been better off not getting down so much at Detroit late. That game really wasn't as close as some of the other ones toward the end. But there's been some opportunities for the Warriors to, to be able to win games. But the 50-50 hasn't, hasn't worked out for them because I think in a lot of those games – they've allowed teams to get loose and comfortable as the games have gone on. They're going to have to play better basketball over the next two games on the road than they have really, I would say, at any point to, to this point on the road if they are going to, to earn those wins. But but make no mistake, I think it, it's pretty clear that there's a, a quiet confidence developing that the Warriors have found some semblance of a template of Know, when certain members of the starting rotation are, are going to, to step out, when they're going to come back in. Now Draymond and Wiggins playing with the bench group. They seemingly have carved out a limited role for Kaminga to where for the first time all year, uh, tonight, mark it down, the first time all season where Steve Kerr gave Kaminga minutes and you felt like he really earned more minutes. And so I think that uh, for as maligned as, as he has been and as confused as it has seemed as to, you know, why he isn't maybe getting more of an opportunity. And if you've been watching, you can tell. But tonight was a night where he did get more of an opportunity. And the reason he got it was because he earned it. And so that, I think, bodes pretty well for him as as one of the young players that that's trying to, to make an impact. So they've carved that out. They've got Dante DiVincenzo back and playing with, with Jordan Poole, you know, Clay Thompson has come on of late uh, over the last week and another really solid Clay game where he took a couple of quick shots tonight, didn't get off to as good a start as he had in the last three games that, that he had played, but was able to stick with it, and he got hot mid to late third quarter, and that was enough 
to to help the Warriors on what was a game deciding run, uh, essentially. Uh, to to give them some separation after the Jazz had come all the way back from 19 down to take that brief lead. And then, oh, by the way, Steph Curry just continues to be absolutely freaking out of this world. The one thing that I think we're definitely going to see that we haven't to this point is if the Warriors start winning at closer to the 7-3 and three clip moving forward here now that they're back at 500 and Curry continues to play at the level that he's played at to this point – we're going to start hearing Steph Curry's name again in the MVP conversation. He hasn't been in that conversation, one, because it's still probably too early, but two, it's it, it's the only reason. It's the fact that he is in a situation where the, the Warriors team is just not winning enough right now, and they're starting to win at a point where if they get five, six, eight games over five hundred and start working their way up toward the top half of the Western Conference – it's going to be real easy to start putting him in that conversation potentially for a for a third MVP. So that trend is starting to bode well in, in the right direction for the Warriors. All right, we'll call it a night on that note. Uh, John Dickinson here inside Chase Center, Warriors 129, Jazz 118. Now, I will be back with you tomorrow morning here on 95.7 The Game. Join me and Whitey Gleason. We'll have Warriors this week for you from 10 until 1. So quick turnaround. We'll be taking your phone calls, talking all things Warriors basketball, 10 to 1 tomorrow. And then I'm back as well on Sunday with Warriors Live, 11.30 in the morning. That's an early start. 12.30 is the tip-off for the Warriors and the Timberwolves here on 95.7 The Game, 11.30 for Warriors Live as the Warriors and the T-Wolves go at it from Minneapolis. To Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios, uh, great job cutting up all of the post-game sound and highlights and everything you've heard here throughout the evening on 95.7 The Game. So we'll talk to you tomorrow and on Sunday. Warriors get the job done. They get the win over the Utah Jazz tonight. You heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t